Well, got to love celebrating. And so we're back into our uh, originally stated theme for the year, reset. So we're resetting celebration and wondering what you celebrate. What sort of things do you celebrate in your family? And as I pondered that um, to prepare this message, I found the Holy Spirit was um, leaning on me with the word eternity, which is why it's up on the screen for you this morning, eternity. And it's an, it's an interesting mystery to me that God's got us as humans created in his image, living within the constraints of a physical body with the power to choose, with an understanding that there's a fine line between being alive and being dead. There's a fine line between being healthy and being sick, uh, not only in body but in mind. There's a whole lot of parameters about being a human being that at the very least are fragile. Yet on the other hand, we're as tough as old boots. We actually, there's things that we can endure and uh, put up with in this human condition that are in my, it just mind-blowing how resilient we can be, mind-blowing how strong we can be. And at the same time, on the other side of that coin, we can say it's amazingly how fragile and weak we can be and just knocked out of orbit by the smallest thing. And so I, I was pondering that and I felt like God said, but you've got to understand that I've actually put something in every human being. But the Bible says it. We're going to read that in a moment. But I want to start with John chapter 3, verse 16. It's a, you might know this verse off by heart. It's certainly one that if you are searching for Jesus and somebody got a hold of you who was a Christian, they should have encouraged you to memorize this verse pretty much day one. Just memorize this verse and get on with it and see what God does. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. There's that word, eternal. In the book of Ecclesiastes, verse chapter 3, starting at verse 9, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes has just finished pondering there's a timer for every season under heaven. And uh, typical Ecclesiastes, a little bit pessimistic about pretty much everything. It's like life's useless, it's a waste of time. Um, I've noticed there's nothing under heaven that's you know, there's nothing that really ends up benefiting us from all of our work. And so he goes on to say, what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. So he's observed that being a human is not necessarily easy. Some of us have been born with, with physical and or uh, emotional and mental wiring that's not quite what I'd call the perfect plan that God had for us. We live in a broken, sin-filled world and the fall of man and the story in the Garden of Eden is all about that. And so to varying degrees, some of us have limped through life with, with impediments at the very least, severe disability in other cases. And tragedies, um, you could ensure if we spoke to many of you, you would be able to relay stories within your own family context of just tragic circumstances, untimely death, accidents. There's just all these things that, that happen that make the human condition quite a challenge. And I don't know about you, but um, I'm finding, well, I'll speak for myself, guess what I do. The older I get, the more impressed I am that God's got this deal covered as well, that is getting older. Um, I, I would say reasonably confidently that I've been blessed with a relatively comfortable physical life in the sense of 
um, nothing overly severe to deal with in the way of chronic pain or disease or anything like that. I've had my moments, um, and many of you in this room have had them. Some of you in this room have got chronic conditions that you, you don't even really divulge to anybody, and you just suffer in silence. And I, if I was aware of it, um, I'd take my captain, using John's phrase, off to honour you as a person who silently, most of the time, um, just ploughing through adverse situations. Some of you have endured difficult situations at the hands of other people, abuse, or at least uh, just people who've treated you poorly, maybe been betrayed, maybe you've had someone stab you in the back, somebody just let you down. There's, there's all sorts of reasons to go, this life's tough. But we come to church this morning, and I hope you're gonna hear a message that's encouraging you that there's another side to the story of your life. There's another dimension of your life that God's put in us. And this is where this scripture starts to change tone from woe about this. He's made everything beautiful in its time. Next time you look in the mirror and go, well, that's pretty ugly. Um, or, oh, I could do better than that. Just remember that verse. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And you just go, it's not time. <laughs> you know, just, just a little heads up. It's, it's, it's not time. If it's, the, if it's the day, you go, whoo, yeah, baby, that's the day. Uh, that's another story. But anyway, um, the next verse, no, the same verse. He's made everything beautiful in his time. He, this, is, this is the key to this message. He has also set, say set. set. So this is not like, uh, this is the thing you, you miss. You could miss this if you were in the wrong line in heaven before you were made kind of story. He has also set eternity in the human heart. God's put something mysterious in us. It is mysterious because eternity is a conundrum for us because we live with a, a capacity to be conscious of the here and now and we are able to, because we record it, look back over and either write and oftentimes as goes on in this day and age, rewrite history. Um, but history is, there's evidence that things have happened before. But what's the other side of this current moment in time is a mystery. You and I don't know what this afternoon is going to hold for us, but God does. But the strange thing is that we actually have this anticipation of this afternoon. We have this anticipation of next Wednesday's prayer meeting. We have anticipation of celebrating things in our family, wedding anniversaries, birthdays, special occasions. Maybe you're gearing up to celebrate Christmas with family who are going to be able to come over from interstate, maybe. Um, uh, and vice versa, it's like, it's just such a, uh, it's a messy scenario. But even the mess, we've got this sense of anticipation, right? We've got this sense of that, that right there is the issue of eternity set in our heart. We've actually got a perspective because I, I don't think, I, I was thinking about animals, I was thinking about dogs and lions and birds of prey I guess in a sense of being instinctive, they can plan in advance. A beaver creates a nest in advance, but I don't think it's because it's had a strategic planning meeting. <laughs> it's kind of they, they've been wired with the ability to prepare for the future. You and I have been wired with the ability to dream about the future. We can plan years ahead. We can dream about becoming this when we're a young person. What's your career going to be? You can, we're encouraged to have pick a career path or pursue a, a study um, discipline. Or All those things only make sense when we understand the only reason they make sense is because we've had 
the stamp of God, an eternal God, stamp us with eternity. Say eternity. So as we celebrate our 26th birthday today, we've also celebrated and acknowledged some of our long-term servant-hearted members and volunteers in our church. We live in a world that from our individual perspective has the tangible dimensions of the present and the past and the intangible possibilities of the future. I hope this morning that you've not been smacked around so much by the last couple of years with COVID and all the incidental issues around that, that the beacon of eternity, and it is a beacon, it's a beacon of eternity that's on your heart because God set it there, it ought to be flashing bright. The devil goes over time trying to snuff that sucker out so that you and I get so depressed, so despairing, so overwhelmed with misery about the miserable human condition and we've got it easy compared to some people but even that's, that's not to say we're not into comparative difficulties but it can become, no matter what we seem to have in the way of material comforts, etc., we can have our eternity beacon switched off and that's a bad day. I want to encourage you this morning to ensure that you clear all the weeds away from around that sucker, you put it up on a pedestal in your life and say, I've got the eternity beacon brightly burning in front of me and I'm on to it, I'm after it. Because you and I were created to be eternal. We weren't meant to be mortal. We weren't meant to die and that's it. We've actually been created and we've got this capacity through faith in Christ to understand that we can literally step from one part of this piece of being, of existing as a human, and step into, I'm not sure what we're going to be like. I'm planning to get cremated, just so you, just in case you wanted to know that. <laughs> there are some people who get really, really, really uncomfortable. And, well, if you're cremated, what kind of body are you going to have? And Paul says, don't worry, it's not going to look like, it's not going to be a body like this body. The body is a different body. And I think if God can raise a pack of bones from out of a grave or he can pick up a bit of salt, a bit of dust from a, a cremation ceremony for me, just a little speck of the DNA that was once upon time. He's got no problem recreating me. So don't worry about it. If you're not going to get cremated because you're a little bit weird about it, that, that's okay. Um, if you're just going to take up space in the grave, just saying it's all good. No. You can tell I've been reading too much rubbish, right? It's like, yeah, okay. I'm not, that's last couple of minutes. Definitely not serious, okay? Just do you hear anything? Ah, where did I get to? Yes, eternity. It's a bit, yeah. It's amazing. Like you heard the saying, don't, um, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Why does, where did that saying, I don't, I don't mean it as the etymology of it. I mean, it, where did that come from? It comes out of this knowing as a human being, I've actually been created to be more than just three score and 10 years. I don't know about you, but three score and 10, that's getting close, like seven years away. It's like, I'm not overly keen for that to be just my lot in life. But regardless of whether it is or isn't, what I'm filled with hope about this morning is, let's celebrate. No, the Bible says, I've been, God set eternity in my heart. I've got an eternal destiny. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that if this earthly tent, he talks about our body as a tent, we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 
Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. There's this, um, I don't know how to quite describe it, but there's just this yearning for the eternal. It's ours to have. I want to say to you, it's not like, are you deluded? No, I'm not deluded. I'm actually filled with faith. I'm filled with hope. I believe in a God who's eternal. And he's called me to be a being who's got an eternal view of life. Not just a next week, not a 20-year plan, not a 50-year take-over-the-world plan like Xi Jinping. It's like, I am got an eternal plan to be with God forever. Have you? Are you an eternal being? Maybe you need to say to yourself, I have had eternity stamped on my heart. Come on, I have had eternity stamped on my heart. Listen to what else he goes on to say with, because when we are clothed, we are not found naked. For we, sorry, for while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we don't wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal might be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. If you know you've been filled with the Spirit, Paul's saying you need to get a revelation that that's indicative. It's an indicative thing, let alone become a reality. It's indicative of what's to come. There's a dimension of your life and mine that's eternal. You're going to be in heaven with me forever. I mightn't recognise you and you mightn't recognise me when we get there. I don't know what that's, what that's going to look like. It's open to conjecture. But the bottom line is, this lot, this lot in life, this stuff that we're sitting in, this stuff that we're breathing, this air that we're breathing, this whole season of pandemic around the world and all of the crazy stuff that's going alongside and within it is all going to be a blink compared to eternity. Yeah. Eternity with God. Sometimes we can feel like, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to stop? Am I ever going to get a break? And there's nothing wrong with that question because there are things that wear us out. Chronic pain and disease can do that to you. A difficult relationship can do that to you. There's all sorts of things that can sidetrack us and discourage us. But I would say to you that if we get a revelation today about the fact that there's eternity in our hearts... I found it gives me the encouragement to go, you know what, I'm going to just keep on hoping. I'm going to keep on hoping for a better day. I'm going to keep on hoping for that day. It should mean, and uh, I hope it means, when the, the day comes when I know that I'm drawing my last breath, whatever that looks like, whenever it is and wherever I am, I'm hoping, because I don't know until I get there, I'm hoping I've got this attitude, this is my eternity today. This is the day I cross over. This is the day this old sack of bones starts to be irrelevant to me. Who God made me be is going to be revealed because I'm just going to step out of this body into the rest of my journey with God. Um, but uh, again, I, I, don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to be on that day. I don't know how you're going to be on that day. But what I do hope is that I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm hoping that I've got enough of a sense about the goodness of God to go, this is just a step. This is just a blink. Paul talks about it. We just blink and we're gone. It's like, um, I love the certainty with which he talks about this stuff. It's not, these are just a few things that might help you get through life as a human. No, no, no. This is the way it is. You are an eternal being. You're going to be around for a long time if you're in Christ. 
Is that a good thing? And don't be worried about whether you've got pain in your hip or a broken leg or you've got some other impediment in your body. That is not coming with you. It's not, it's not going to come. It's like, what about my problems? No, they're, they're staying here as well. What about unforgiveness? No, that's staying here. What about disappointment? No, that's staying here. It says in the Bible, there's no tears. There's no tears in heaven. Well, it means... I'm not going to experience that incredible pain of people and other things just destroying my soul. My soul's going to be filled because it's stamped with eternity. It's going to be beacon. It's going to be shining because of Jesus, of course, not because of anything I've done. Eternity. Is this helping anybody to get a sense of, I'm ready to celebrate. My life's awesome. My life counts for something. And some of us have got more, let's just say, weeds and stuff covering up what is actually beautiful about ourselves is we're eternal eternally made to be eternally with God that's a good news story I don't know but that that makes me excited and so Paul also wrestles he's a very practical pragmatic uh, kind of guy Paul I love reading his letters and um, he goes on uh, in lots of places James the same it it talks about um, don't boast about tomorrow. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this status city, we'll spend a year there, we'll do this, we'll do that. See, we've got this capacity to plan. But James warns, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And then you, Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will do this, that or the other. The reason we can plan to do those things in my view, is because eternity has been set in our hearts. But we don't want to get hold of the wrong end of the stick with this. It's in our hearts so that we'll live our life as if today is the last day we're living. What if today is the last day? It's like, I'm good. You know, um, I'm good. I'm good to go. I don't want to go. I've got lots of people around here that I love hanging out with. And when I go, you won't be with me until you go where I'm going and vice versa. So... It's kind of a bit of a weird message, right? A little bit weird that it's kind of dealing with the the inevitability of us dying. But on the other side of that inevitability and however we get to that place, we are the people who have faith that it is literally a step into something way more glorious, way more phenomenal. And uh, in some respects... Therefore, you can go to the place of bring it on. Like, but again, using the words of Scripture, not my will, but your will be done. All according to God's will and purpose, right? So as we head towards 2021 Christmas, we have many things to be thankful for, to celebrate from this previous year. But if all we are focused on is material, mortal, personal achievement, milestones, we are missing a big part of the celebration. Jesus came so that all can have eternal life. That is, faith in him is meant to, be, uh, meant to be an outworking the eternity that God has written in our hearts. We have a message of hope. So when somebody continuously we care about tells us that it's hopeless, what am I going to do? I've got no idea how it's going to work out. My life's a mess. Oh, woe is me. We are the ones who have eternity set in our hearts that we can bring a word of hope to people. God's got this. It can sound trite, and when someone's in a really rough spot, they mightn't like to hear it, 
And so maybe you need to choose your words more carefully than that. But at the end of the day, those words are birthed out of a revelation. We are eternal. This is but a light and momentary trouble. But you've got an idea how heavy this is. It's like, well, yep, I get that. Um, But. And so I want you to be encouraged and strengthened to be people of faith who have eternity stamped in your hearts and you know it. I want to be rich toward God is the phrase from Luke chapter 12, um, verse 21. Rich toward God. So why don't you stand to your feet? read on in 2 Corinthians 5 therefore we are always confident right there I pause and go God I'm not always that confident the Bible is beckoning us as we read those words it's enticing us it's drawing us to be able to read that and mean it for ourselves Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. There's a dimension of God that we do not see this side of the grave. There's a dimension of God, the eternal glory of God, that as human beings we just can't actually carry, is I think what Paul's trying to say here. That fills me with a whole bunch of wonderings. Just how amazing is heaven going to be? Just how amazing is the eternal part of my life going to be when I'm no longer in this outfit? When I'm no longer living in this tent, but I'm clothed with one that lasts forever. For we live by faith and not by sight. Verse 8, we are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So he's got this battle going on. I'd actually rather not be here. You might be thinking that right now. I'd rather not be here. Maybe your life, in some respects, some people get to that point where they don't want to be here anymore. But Paul's not in that place depressed. He's in that place with a revelation. He's not despairing about this. He's going, what's coming is so surpasses what's currently going on. That's reason for celebration. So I can confidently say to you, no matter how tough your life is, with Christ, the day is coming when you will step into that eternal place and it's going to be awesome. So let's celebrate that now rather than think, I'm going to wait till it happens to say thanks to God. Let's thank God now. Let's be excited that He's called us to an eternal life in Christ Jesus. Let me pray to close and uh, we'll sing a song to worship. Our closing song today is Home. And this message is really about that. 
before we go home to be with Jesus, we actually live at home with Jesus here. This is what Paul's saying, the Spirit's a deposit showing what's to come. Get excited, let's be celebrating throughout December, the Christmas day in particular, celebrating the goodness of God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, today, I pray that you'd comfort those who are mourning. Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen those of us who are feeling weak. Lord, I pray that you'd heal those of us who are ill, Lord, or sick, or have chronic disease, or some kind of issue going on in our life that we've lived through the last season of life and have been wondering. Lord, I pray right now that our eternity beacon would just turn on and start pulsing in that situation. Lord, and we start calling on eternity. We start pulling on the promises of God. We start pulling on the anointing that comes out of heaven. Lord, we start to believe that right here, right now, Father, the eternity that you've stamped on us can start to change us even now. Before that day when we cross over that line to be with you, Lord, I pray right now we find ourselves at home in your presence, in your house, in this family together in the days ahead. We pray, Father, for the celebration that we've shared about this morning, celebrating volunteering, that is, serving each other. We pray, Lord, today that as we celebrate uh, outstanding effort from various people, Lord, that we get a warm glow in our heart about the goodness of God, about the wonder of serving you and being part of your kingdom. And so, Lord, I declare afresh over every one of us eternity. Eternity because we walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Let's get ready to sing.